Good morning. Happy Monday. I have Neuro Coffee in hand and it is perfect. All right. Had a pretty good weekend. Um, actually revamped the office a little bit, reorganized things, got it kind of um, looking the way I want it to look. Almost, almost getting there. So feel pretty good about things. I'm going to dig straight into today's Q&A. This is with Alex. So Alex's question pertained to some shape change concepts. And so it started with the, with the, the foot. Um, when we talk about different shape changes, we talk about pelvis and we talk about thorax and things, but can we apply the same concepts to the foot? And the reality is, is yes, we can. In fact, there are already mobilizations and manipulations and such that are actually quite effective. Um, I think that, that what was lacking in regards to the explanation and the reasoning in the past is that there just wasn't an effective model upon which we could, we could base our thought processes and come up with a, a logical and reasonable presentation as to when these things are most effective. And I think once we do that with an effective model, then we become much more uh, influential with our application of manual therapies. And so that's kind of the direction that we went here. We were looking at some examples as to how we would actually apply this and like in what context we would apply this for the most effective result. So thank you, Alex, for asking a great question that's going to help a lot of people. Everybody have an outstanding Monday, and I will see you tomorrow. All right, Alex. Thank you for your patience. Good morning. Greetings. So in the same way that you can lie on the side, push on their pelvis and roll them forward and back to get AP expansion, um, I yes, figure sir. there's got to be a relatively easy way if you're holding someone's foot to do something similar. Um, just apply pressure in such a way as they move that you would get the AP expansion. I'm just not sure what it is. Maybe you've gone over oh, it. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Are you, so hang on. What, what, what? So you're trying to use a foot to, to create AP in the pelvis? No, sorry. Literally just like AP expansion in the foot with my hands applying. Yes. Yes. That's, that's my I, question. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. <clears throat> I would agree too. I just don't know what it is. Okay. Well, okay. So hang on. So, so where, so where would you have, where would you have this anterior posterior expansion in the pelvis at what, at what point? In, in a propulsive phase, would you expect to have the greatest a AP expansion? Early. Awesome. So what's an early foot look like? I mean, ER, plantar flexed, first ray, ER, to Taylor joint. Yeah. Hang on. Let me, let me, let me, High arch. let me grab the foot. Yeah. So. Well, turn my toes around. Here we go. Yeah, so it's going to look like that, correct? All right, so I can take the foot and turn it like this so that I'm looking at the bottom of the foot. You see the groove? Mm-hmm. That was made to put your thumb right there. See it? You ever do a cuboid nip on a foot? Yeah, that's yep. the same position. Yep, that's what it is. Yeah, it's like a so, cuboid position. So you can do the cuboid whip. <laughs> could you also, I mean, I assume you can also just apply some pressure. Absolutely. Tell them, to, tell them to breathe it out. Yep, absolutely you can. Absolutely you can. Do you bias your pressure to the entire foot? 
I'm what I what I'm trying what I'm trying to do is create a shape. So it's like where do I have to put the pressure okay. to create the shape that I want, right? So in that situation, you're like burritoing it. <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah. So you're you're, you're kind of like doing one of those deals, right? I'm yeah. trying to create the because I gotta I gotta get an ER shape. So I don't want I don't want this this flattened representation of a middle P foot, right? I gotta create the curve, right? So I'm gonna close those spaces in, so to speak. So you, you've got an axis of rotation in the in the fifth ray, you get an axis of rotation in the first ray, then you're gonna close that space together yeah. between the hands, right? And then the thumb fits right in there. And then it's just a matter, it's just a matter of of being coherent with with extremity position. Mm -hmm. right to allow the the er shape yeah so i mean would i potentially get a greater yes. benefit if i'm just trying to create like the ap expansion of getting them to like lie on that same side hip on their side just like literally have them be in that position to, to get the ap yeah potentially yes or could i hold that foot position and like tug on their leg and guide them into a roll would, um, that, would there be any, of you, any you 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 had me at tug on that leg actually stop there well i didn't say stop there but you had me there because that's that's actually one of the one of the all-time great strategies um that is underappreciated just if like you it, if you do it on the correct leg at the correct time okay that's the question mark. Because I mean, would that just be so? So, an, like, uh, an early, um, did like, they teach you how to pull on somebody's leg in school? Yeah. Um, you, you cut out for a second. I, I missed. I missed the great yeah. answer. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna restate my question. They taught you how to pull on somebody's leg. Yes. When did they say to do it? <laughs> What's the presentation? What's the presentation? That that technique is successful. They have back pain. <laughs> <laughs> so non-specific mechanical back pain solutions. Let's break out the back pain cookbook and we will go through this process. And I must, I must pull on the second toe at an angle of 32 degrees relative to the third toe. No, I mean, come on. No, um, hang on a second. Wonder Month needs to go outside. Sorry about that. Um, no, it's like it's like so. So think about this for a sec, okay? Set up the foot like we just talked about, okay? So you're looking at the plantar aspect of the foot, fair? Mm -hmm. Okay. What position would your would your patient and or client be in under that circumstance for you to be able to see the bottom of their foot? Prone. Perfect. Okay. So um, would you be taking that foot? across the other leg under that circumstance if you were trying to get an ER bias or would you move it away from midline slightly under that circumstance? Away from midline. Awesome. What position are you in there, young man? They were taking a step forward. Which foot would be stepping forward and which one would be back towards you? Um, I mean, the one you're holding would be stepping forward. Okay, but now you, but you moved them away from midline. So they'd be stepping away from you. Uh -huh. 
Okay. So I've created, I've, so I've created some interference, right? Yeah. I got, I got an early foot and I got a late pelvis. You see it? Yes. Okay. That doesn't make it a bad thing. It just tells you where everything's going to stop, but this then becomes useful. Okay. Because what I'm going to yeah. do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start creating the energy transfer, right? With your hands. Mm -hmm. So where's it going to stop? At the knee, the pelvis. Because you created the stop there. Okay. So, so what shape change do you need to create? What, what is the goal of this activity then in regards to shape change? Is it to change the pelvis? Yeah, so I, you're making it more focal to the foot in that situation. And? And the lower leg. And? And the upper leg. But not? Not the pelvis. Yes! <laughs> okay. That's when you do it. And that's when it's successful. So, so, so when I need the ER representation, when I need the ER representation of the lower extremity, right? Okay. So if I have a compressed extremity, mm -hmm. that's, that's an, that's a, that's an extremity that has more IR compression, right? It's a more downward compression. It's like, if I have to alleviate that, you just did the activity that's going to provide you the solution. Good morning, happy Tuesday. I have Neuro Coffee in hand and it is perfect. All right, already a productive week. It's only Tuesday. Um, so let's dig straight into today's Q&A. This is with Dante. Dante had a question in regards to connective tissue behaviors and um, how those influence activities such, such as rolling and why we use rolling to, to such levels of effectiveness. Um, we have to consider the fact that we've got a position where we're altering gravity. So that's gonna immediately change the influence of internal forces, external forces, and our response to those. And so right away we get a tuning down of muscle activity um, that we typically are going to be trying to influence to restore rel relative motions. We have altered the internal forces, so the direction that those take place have also been altered. We also have the pressure of the ground and the associated gravity pushing down, which is going to influence our motor output. Uh, take into consideration the fact that all of your guts are falling towards the ground, that's gonna promote some shape change. So we get a really big bang when we're talking about these rolling activities. The one you select is going to depend on what the needs are of the individual, obviously but we've got a lot of potential influences here with, with rolling activities um, in regards to, to what type of an output that we're gonna get. So Dante, thank you so much for asking this question. Everybody have an outstanding Tuesday and I will see you tomorrow. Go ahead, Dante. Hi, Bill. Um, I hope today's question will be short. I have two questions. <laughs> One was about the movement and, this, and another was steer. Uh, I, I still have some question between the muscle activity and the connectivity issues behaviors, right? Uh -huh. um, 
as I am uh, AP compression, anterior and posterior compression. That means yes. my muscle in front and behind my back is really anterior orientation, right? So we need to create some there would, expansion. There would typically be anterior orientation associated with it, yes. Okay. And so I'm trying to do something just like the right side lying and roll forward, backward, forward, uh -huh. backward. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And that will create the uh, expansion on my right back if I did right. Right? Well, so if, if are, are you rolling past midline? So straight up and down? Mm -hmm. like shoulders right on top of each other hips right on top of each other yeah 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 and if roll, forward so and back. if you roll the if you roll the top side forward you're going to yeah. create the delay representation on the downside yeah if yeah. i roll past midline back yeah. in the other direction if you're doing it correctly you would create the delay on the upside so you're so you're yeah, you're, you're laying dead center middle on your side and you're just you're 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 doing yeah yeah I understand that. this yeah okay yeah so my question is the delay was describing the connective tissue right so the delay means uh, yielding on the connective tissue that is correct but how but how the yielding of connective tissue can change the muscle active muscle activity of the, yeah can change the muscle activity. Uh, because the, all the sense, so so your connective tissue is filled with with uh, sensory cells that that mm -hmm. sense pressures and tensions, right? Yeah. Okay. Is there any pressure downward? What so do you mean? Pressure downward. Uh huh. Okay. So you so you feel that, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That feeds back into the nervous system, right? Okay. Okay. You're breathing as you do this. So we're using tidal breathing. We're trying to create this influence of, of tidal breathing through the system. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, are you working hard against gravity? Uh, if I'm standing, yes. But we're, we're rolling. We're, we're on your side rolling. No, 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 no. Okay. So, so there's less gravity. So that requires yes. less muscle activity. So right away... Right away, we've acquired a position that creates pressure, mm -hmm. that reduces gravity. So the yep. motor output for me for me to hold this position is immediately lessened. So I don't need as much muscle activity to begin with. Okay. Then I start to move through these excursions. What's the rule? What's the rule when you're performing short arc rolls? Do you try to feel hard stretch? No. Nope. No, why not? Because I don't want to, to create an influence of, of increased tension associated with pulling on connective tissues. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we use the pressure and not pull because th th the response is gonna be different. So if I pull on connective tissues, my muscles tend to wanna tense up and protect. Yeah, them, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So yes. if I create a pressure, then there, there tends to be this expansive uh, quality associated with that because it's going to promote more eccentric orientation associated with it. So if somebody was doing a massage on you, okay, so they're doing like effleurage, so they're using pressure, and, and so they're using pressure to influence a favorable response 
in regards to the muscle activity. So they're trying to tune down muscle activity with pressure. If I wanted to ramp it up, I would yank on something. Yeah. Thus the failure of static stretching in regards to changing joint orientation. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, 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 I understand. So that is uh, something always confused me because yeah. I didn't, con I cannot connect the the two parts, the muscle and connective together. Okay, so and... so here's what I would do is I would try to understand the the sensations that are associated with how mm -hmm. connective tissue behaves. Like again, so there's different types of receptors that respond to different things that promote a different like entirely different responses. So your response to pressure and your response to tension are not the same. And so that's what we're talking about here. That's yeah. why certain activities are better for reducing concentric orientation. Some activities are lousy at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's yeah. why, that's why, again, static stretching has a place. When people say it doesn't work, they don't understand what it does. It just doesn't yeah. do what people think it does or want it to. Okay, it has its place, it has use. But when we're trying to reduce motor output, okay, positions, yeah. pressures, et cetera, are, are the bigger influence here, okay? Thank you. Good morning, happy Wednesday. I have Neuro Coffee in hand and it is perfect all right coming up on a busy wednesday uh quick reminder 6 a.m tomorrow morning coffee and coaches conference call as usual grab yourself a cup of coffee join us for some q a great people great questions learn a little something get your thursday off to a, a great start so again coffee and coaches conference call 6 a.m tomorrow on zoom uh link will be on my professional facebook page just prior to the call digging into today's q a this is with matt Matt had a great question on, on push-ups. I think that <clears throat> push-ups are one of those exercises that is uh, prolific, um, but done poorly in many situations. Number one, I think it, it's misunderstood as to what a, a, a good push-up should be. And number two, I don't think there's a, a strong recognition of the compensatory strategies. They're a little bit more difficult to see in the upper body than they are in the lower body, especially when we're talking about orientations of the thorax. Um, it's usually easy to see the orientation of the pelvis because we've got um, a, a, a much more limited uh, representation of what is possible because the pelvis is just a little bit stiffer than the thorax. So again, some of these things are difficult to identify, but we break those down pretty good as far as, as what we think should be happening um, in the push-up. Um, so thank you, Matt. Great question. Um, appreciate it very much. Everybody have an outstanding Wednesday. I will see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Coffee and Coaches Conference call. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, she, I've she's, done. Giving I've up done. Her, she's giving up her turn. Oh, man. I've, I've had a hurry. What's, what's, what's the rule at the intensive? You, you, you can give up your turn one time, right? <laughs> okay. I'll make it quick. So, uh, looking at um, some deviations I'm seeing in people executing push ups. And uh, they're running out of room <clears throat> and coming up with some um, pretty standard IR strategies to get through it. And a, a little bit of confusion for me is uh, when the arm 
is in a position behind the body. So let's say they're getting to the, the end of the end of the push-up. Are we looking for anterior expansion there in order to complete that range of motion? Because trying to think of it as an early, middle, late representation in normal shoulder flexion, I get that. But once it once it is in a position behind the body, is that considered to be late as well? And if so, are we looking for an anterior expansion in order to uh, get through that position? Um, it, so th this is going to depend on, so when you say it's behind the body, um, I would argue that it's not. I would say that it's away from the body. So okay. it's moving towards, it's, it's going to move towards ER under that circumstance. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if it's moving towards ER, there's and there's mm -hmm. probably not a delay there, is there? No. 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 So, in that respect, where would they be running out of space if they're having to? Uh, well, there is no space know. there. So, so how? So. <clears throat> Why, why would they move into that position to begin with? Trying to acquire IR, I guess, is the only answer there, isn't it? Yeah, so how do they do it? <clears throat> well, the, the compensations, the, the, the IR compensation that I'm seeing that is, is either going to be a forward head or the reaching shrugging of the shoulders. Yep, so it, they generally from scap up, rotate, they anterior orient. Orient from there. No, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. You're describing anterior orientation of the thorax. Yes. That's what that's what's happening. Yeah. Okay. 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 So literally, they're already moving into this late representation because of the the force demands are so great. So they reduce the relative motions almost immediately. And they're lowering themselves into the push-up. You and you've seen this, right? The people that do push-ups yeah. like that, right? So yeah. all they're doing is creating an anterior orientation. And you see their chin, right? Yeah. They use their chin to do push-ups. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then their yeah. booty, and then their booty sticking up in the air. All that unless they unless they unless they grab the hundred dollar bill with their, their behind. Right and squeeze that closed. No, I asked IR spine. So, I'm sorry, you're you're cutting out a little bit. What? I asked through the lumbar spine as well as the next yes, compensation. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So they're yeah. just they're just they 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 need force production. Yeah. Right. And so they have to create a bunch of orientations. And so, ER orientation out and up, IR orientation down towards the ground. Right, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's, it's not a lot of relative motion going on there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So they're just showing they're just showing you how hard it is, right? And so, um, and you get to choose like to what degree the compensations will be allowed. Because uh, think about this: during force production, you're going to lose relative motions, right? The question mark is yeah. how much, right? Do they lose it very, very quickly, or do they lose it at the end of the motion, which is where it should disappear? Right. Yeah. That's a 
good push-up and a bad push-up is like at the, and at the end of a good push-up, there's still no relative motion, but you had relative motions to get there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So and now, and Jake, I... now Jake's my head nodder. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> so so what making sense are... today, folks. When the arms behind the body in uh, an exercise such as a such as a dip, for instance, how would you uh -huh. describe how would you describe that arm position relative to? Is that we face with the same thing? That's just really an ER position. It, it, Matt, it's entirely dependent on on the on the the degree of excursion that's taking place. Okay. Because again, it's like once you descend past where you have access to internal rotation, you have to move out into an ER space. So if you see somebody descending into a dip and they say, I need to use full range of motion, it's like, well, okay, full range of motion of what, right? So then you start to see the elbows deviate away from midline, right? You see the anterior orientation of the thorax in the, in the, as, as they descend into the dip. Yeah. Right? That is... An ER orientation, anterior orientation to access that space. Okay. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. As you descend, as you descend, you should be absorbing the internal rotation, right? So, so that would be an early representation in the descent of a dip until you hit the end of what you have available. Then you have to create orientations to finish it if you go farther. So, yeah, okay. So as soon as we get the as soon as we get the arm essentially behind the line of the body, it, it all turns into orientation from that point forward. Again, you have to define behind the line of the body because I would respectfully disagree <laughs> that it's not. Yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now that makes sense. That's all right. Let's yeah. solve some problems in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Good morning. Happy Thursday. I have NeuroCoffee in hand and it is perfect. Um, all right. So I had a pitching question. Weird. Huh. And I know. <laughs> so weird that you always have to come up with this. Got to bring baseball in. Um, so um, this and this might be coincidence that I've seen this with the last few players I've been working with, which is as they go, let's say it's a right-handed pitcher and they're getting into their lead leg, as they as they plant into stride foot contact and they start to turn, they're leaving that kind of right side open and they're not getting that that pelvis to turn around. And I don't know if it's, is it that they can't they're still they're facing left. third base they're still Correct. facing third yeah. Base. yeah yeah and is it that they cannot get the pelvis to turn left and or they're keeping the the right isa open like lower isa open are those paired together okay so there you go so this is really good so yeah um so think about think about the okay if you are standing on the third baseline and you are looking at there just from the waist down. You look at lower extremity shape. Put that on the rib cage. That's what you're looking at. There's okay. there's your 
there's your there's your turn. So so um, they're so they're not anchoring the the lead leg to to turn into internal. So they got to start to internally rotate more. So they they're landing in their early representation. This is the first superimposition of internal rotation. Then they need to increase it to get to their max p on the left side. So they're not they're not getting into that position. So so your your representation is is correct as far as what you're what what is being represented there okay and then so follow up to that um when i look at their isa on the table can they open can they close it appears that the right side looks closed like that right the angle on the right isa like is more you know which part vertical the lower so doing it this way they mm -hmm. look more closed on the right side and, and yep, looks like they have they're, but they got like an ER foot on that right side, correct? Yes, on one of them for sure. The other one I can't think, I can't okay. remember. Like, like that, that would be the first place that I would look. That would be the first okay. place that I would look. So think about this. So as they as they're stepping towards as they're stepping towards home plate, instead of instead of driving the late IR representation that would move mm -hmm. them in the direction of home plate. Mm -hmm. They they have an ER representation. That yes. Is, okay. Again, so so the so the ISA would be would be open on that side, and it would be almost as if the the right lower extremity is ERing towards second base, which again it it, it just prevents them from from moving towards home plate. So they have to be able to push into that late IR representation because they've got an early IR representation that they have to capture on the lead leg. Okay. So, so, so I would look, the, I would look at this as a right-sided problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then go ahead. The other piece that this could be total coincidence or maybe related, and that's kind of the other piece of the question is they also lose like their back toe. So meaning like there's not a drag mark to go with it because it starts to drag, but then it pops up. Yeah. And I didn't know what, like, are they losing that back foot because like okay. they can't get into IR on the front leg, they anteriorly orient instead, and that dumps the pelvis this way, taking the back foot off? So, so their, their feet become essentially too far apart. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so this is my lead foot. So my, my, my right foot wants to go this way. Mm -hmm. And then, so how do you get how do you get downforce into the lead foot well you have to orient down right so i have to pick everything up on the back side i have to yeah. I literally have to pick it up and dump it onto the front leg right so that's gonna so that's gonna uh, uh lift the right foot up off the ground instead of dragging it through so if i had ir then I could go yep. straight through. So this is, and, and you know, we, we talk about drag marks, this, like the shape of drag marks. Like whenever you see a curve, that's an ER, that's an mm -hmm. ER compensatory strategy. When they have IR, they go straight, that like it's a straight line drag mark, right? Yep. So so if if I can't produce the IR on the on the right side for the right-handed pitcher, I have too much, too much ER, can't push down into the ground. I have to get the weight to the front leg. It's just mm -hmm. pick it up, dump it over onto the onto the lead leg, so the foot goes up off the ground. Got it. Okay. Cool. That was great. Thank you. Uh huh. Good morning. Happy Friday. I have neuro coffee in hand, and 
it is perfect all right a very busy friday coming up we're going to dig straight into today's q a um, this is with zach zach is working with some elastic resistance activities um, typically when we talk about this we're, we're talking about using them on the vertical say in a box squat situation where we might have um, a band resisted type of squat activity or, or a band assisted squat activity where we're trying to influence gut behaviors and connective tissues but we can also use these on the horizontal so to speak when we're talking about changes of direction and such but we're still dealing with the same issues we're still dealing with how we're going to influence gut behavior we're still going to influence connective tissue behavior because we're dealing with time what the elastic resistance allows us to do is to influence acceleration so we can have positive accelerations or negative accelerations um, that will allow us to either buffer some of these forces or augment these forces and actually increase the acceleration which will again influence how much internal force that we have to manage and then how much load on the connective tissue behaviors so this is going to be a great question for for a lot of people so thank you zach uh, for bringing it up uh podcast will be up on sunday as usual everybody have an outstanding weekend and i will see you next week all right well that's fun that's a good way to start uh zach where are you did you get kicked out of the house or something dude <laughs> no <laughs> um i'm actually i'm down <laughs> in down in florida right now with your friend lee taft never heard of him Never heard of him. Yeah, never heard of you. Either. Never heard of him. Wouldn't know Lee Tapped if I fell over him. All right, I'll, I'll make sure to let him know that. I I, I love that guy. Uh, I I still remember the 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 day we met. Actually, that's and, and it was long. We we I had a lot more hair, and I think Lee's hair was still brown. Actually, so that's that's how long ago it was. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like it would, it would be wrong for me to not have a question related to change of direction for this morning. Sweet. Um, so yesterday was a lot of going over, um, just like his kind of like seven patterns, his model for each of the patterns and like what he's looking for. And then uh -huh. he likes to use bands a lot to drive like an, an intent, almost like a corrective, like, um, thing like, I forget like the exact word that it gets used, but like like a reactive, like if I'm pulling you this way, then your response is to go that way. Um, I'm just kind of thinking of the context of how we've talked about bands sometimes in mm -hmm. like a weightlifting scenario where it's mimicking the connective tissue behaviors. Um, yes. Now I'm trying to, and hoping you can kind of help guide me through the use of bands with like change direction. Like I'm almost assistant. I'm thinking I can see the connective tissue behavior. If it's like, if it's I'm stretching the band as I go into a cut and then it assists me out of it. Uh, but then like if we flip that and it's resisted on the way out, that's not quite what the connective tissues are doing. And then same thing for like acceleration. Um, like if I'm having a band pull me backwards as I do that, I'm just kind mm -hmm. of working through those. Yeah. Um, elastic resistance can be very, very helpful or it could be massive amounts of interference or it could be intentional interference. Um, you know, from a dampening perspective. So, and that's, that's one of the things that, that, that Lee's really good at is I, I always tell Lee, it's like, you know, more physics than, than most people know physics and he doesn't know any physics, but he does. Right. So, so he did it like through pure practical application. That's how he figured out all this stuff. Like literally watched hours of film and, 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 
practiced and went out and he was he was probably on basketball courts all by himself for hours at a time. But anyway, um, so uh, what what I would do uh, when when you're when you're dealing with the the application of of the resistance on the horizontal versus the vertical, like the way we, we talk about it a lot with like box squats and things like that. And Lee applies that much more on the horizontal. All right, look, look at that from a, a, the, the influence on the internal dynamics first. And that'll, that'll probably be the best way to capture what he is trying to do. So when you have elastic, when you go into elastic resistance, okay, it's a dampening effect, right? So, so if you were to try to accelerate into a rubber band, right, that it's going to increase the amount of time that you spend on the ground, okay? So, so the total impulse could be increased, but you're increasing the duration of the application. So normally what I would do, if I was cutting off my right foot, so I'm gonna jab into the ground with my right foot, I'm gonna change direction, right? My guts are gonna be a little bit behind me under those circumstances, right? So I land, the guts come slamming back into the right side, I turn, my, my body turns and starts to, to, to change direction, and then my guts swing along for the, for the ride, okay? Slow all of that process down when you're going into the resistance, okay? So as it pull, as you, as you pull into the cut with the rubber band, okay, that's gonna turn you faster than you normally would. So that's, so that's increasing the acceleration, okay? And that's gonna bring the guts into the cut faster, right? As I move against the resistance, I'm gonna come out slower, okay? All right, again, increased duration of application. And then the gut behavior is gonna be slower coming out of the cut. Useful for rehabilitative circumstances. So like when you're working with all the ACLs that you get and you're starting to reintroduce changes of direction, it may behoove you to dampen the, the, the forces, okay? Dam um, dampen the forces just from the standpoint that like, I don't want them moving that quickly correct like, like I, I, i'm picturing like the on the overcome out like that's not the part like if i'm introducing a change direction for the first time like that part really wouldn't scare me in a sense or i think really scare them it would be like the going into it and loading it which i think like speeding that up might scare them right so 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 again so so now so so think about what direction that you would you would you would apply the dampening forces Okay, turn it around, they have them go into the cut against the resistance. And just not and just not come back out of it initially. Right, correct. Again, teaching them to dampen dampen those forces. So so this is where this is where again you're you're going to increase time. Right. So this is like this, it's it's like putting somebody on a on a on a trampoline and increasing the duration of the yield. Right. You're playing with time. Right. And so now you are talking about connective tissue behavior. Right. But but if you but if you look at if you look at the the internal forces and then you look at how much of a delay that you're creating, like how fast is the body turning relative to what's going on inside? And then you can sort of see the 
the like and they always compare it to like waves crashing into the rocks it's like how hard do you want the wave to crash into the rocks and that's determined by how quickly you move the body into a position because the guts are, are the guts are are going in the same direction they're just coming with a slight delay relative to the to the body right and that's what you're manipulating with the with elastic resistance is, is there a so I, I can see like for from a performance standpoint I can see the benefit really easily of so like the band will resist me on the way out so like coming into the cut making teaching them to handle like more forces and internal forces and they might be able to generate on their own is there a performance reason that you might want to dampen the way out or is that kind of like it's almost slowing them down it is okay so 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 then this becomes all right so so now we got to talk about about impulse okay so so impulse is force times time okay so um if there is a time constraint so so we could use the the baseball pitcher analogy okay baseball pitchers have a time constraint right up at, at a certain point in time they don't have a choice they have a very small window of time to apply forces um to the to the baseball okay if you teach them to increase the duration right to try to increase the force output you can actually slow them down okay because again I'm, I'm increasing the duration of the ground contact if you're trying to increase force production um without the concern of the time constraint then you can then you can slow them down right and and again th there is a point in time where this might be valuable and then there's certainly a point in time where this is actually interference so that this right? part of it almost becomes the same conversation as like a squat this um it would be in the same conversation as a squat it's similar, not, it's similar the same it's still not the same because you've got an elastic resistance so 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 the the you have to increase the the uh force output as the resistance increases right you're increasing the duration of of your your middle p gotcha. and then they decide what it's like okay is that is that useful at this point or that does it become interference so like if you had like a healthy sprinter right um running into resistance would have a very limited value right unless they are having trouble with their absolute force production or absolute impulse production like you got to teach them to push harder first then you take the resistance away and then you apply it within the time constraint okay because that that's what you're playing with with the with the resistance is time so with the you're saying with that with the healthy sprinter like at max v just the, the time constraint is so significant that anything that's going to slow that at max what at max velocity like the the time constraint is so significant if it's you're such... if you're trying to train max velocity with 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 yeah. rubber resistance i would question your thought process well so so i guess that was the last part of the question um from like a resistance standpoint either with acceleration probably more acceleration you'll see either the elastic resistance or you'll see like change. yes because the ground contact times are longer in 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 in, in uh acceleration and 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 since you're working with lee um you'll see lee use that a lot in the in like the first few steps of any like if he's if he's doing anything change direction regardless of which direction he's going 
um, you will see him use it in, in, in that short window. Because again, it's like, it's like if, I'm, if I'm trying to increase velocity, the last thing I want to do is, is, well, I don't want to increase the force application, the, the duration of the force application. Because again, it, it, that becomes interference. 